8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Asraf Gada. The Viewpoint with Asraf Gada. Lots to talk about. We'll have that podcast of uh, Felicia. Felicia Mabusa Subtle up tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. So you can certainly check that out uh, uh, in fun saying uh, in front of Petla saying I saw this lady growing up in front of me I am younger than her she did not see me but I saw her she does not know me she was and still lovable till now there are lots of people saying that you can even post your comments even now on uh, on, on Twitter in particular SFM Viewpoint is the hashtag tag Ashraf Gauda tag SFM Radio I will certainly pick it up but look out for the podcast uh Tomorrow morning on safm.co.za. In fact, we have the podcast as well of uh, many others, including the chat yesterday with uh, Buyani Zwani. And he said the number one issue that we need to get right in our countries, we need to restore faith, which I think is a very, very important issue. Faith is such a topical issue considering what happened today uh, with regard to allegations now of a a six-year-old girl, child, who was allegedly raped at uh, a restaurant called Dross in Silverton, on the east, uh, east of Pretoria, um, while she was playing in, in that enclosure that you normally have for children at these, uh, these family-type restaurants. So obviously the issue of rape is just wrong and horrific and it's bad. And coupled with that has been the fact that but, but she was in, in the custody, meaning custody of, um, of a safe place where, where children play. And the other part of it is, is the response from from the restaurant, Dross. We'll, we'll pick up on all of that and you give me your thoughts on that as well. 0891-104-207. Let's start, however, with doc- talking to Dr. Shahida Omar, who's, the, who's from the Teddy Bear Clinic. And Dr. Omar, you've been very, very busy today, clearly in the latter part of the afternoon, commenting about all these things. Thanks for, thanks for talking to us, Shahida. It's a pleasure. Good evening to all the listeners. And, and yet, you know, the, the, in, the it's a pleasure is... is comes at a time when it's it's such a bad time to talk to you, isn't it? Because of of what has happened. What, what's your initial thought, considering you you pay a lot of attention to, as as your clinic is called, the the Teddy Bear Clinic, to to young children, young South Africans. Your your initial reaction on hearing about these allegations now of a, of a six year old raped in the toilet of a of a restaurant. Well, I think the initial reaction is always that of shock that of disgust and, of course, pain for that little child, you know, feeling for that child, feeling with that child because the little girl cannot in her mind process what has happened to her, the confusion, the trauma, and and not making sense or or even trying to make sense of what has happened to her. So it's really that deep pain for a little child that is so vulnerable and the fact that children are always in a vulnerable position, powerless, helpless and not in a position to protect themselves from the kinds of brutalities that are preyed upon them. Now, what do you make of, how much do you understand of, of what actually transpired? She's in a restaurant, she's, uh, and there is a statement, of course, from Dross, right? She's in a restaurant, she's apparently playing and then runs to the toilet. What do you make of the circumstances? Well, I think if we just sketch the scene, family, it's it's family time, people are in a relaxed mode, Um, of course, the mood levels are more sort of uh, happy and not so vigilant because, I mean, uh, this is supposed to be a confined area and there's a a play area for children, so the immediate 
uh, assumption is that children will be safe. And I think people are caught off guard. And I think this is what happened to the parents here. They were caught off guard, unaware, unsuspecting uh, that an opportunistic pedophile, opportunistic sexual predator is lurking and waiting to lure a child uh, you know, in, in, in that situation. So I think that is what we need to actually take cognizance of. But, you know, it's easy to cast aspersions and say parents were not vigilant, did not protect their child. Uh, it was not deliberate. It was not purposeful. I think the situation was circumstantial. It was a situational case of neglect where just catching the whole scene, one can understand, appreciate, and recognize what happened under the circumstances because we know we're living in a society surrounded by violence. Violence begets violence, and we just see this whole culture and milieu of violence that has entrapped us and something that we are continuously grappling with. But sitting in this setting, one obviously is relaxed. And, of course, I think what happened, happened, it wasn't, was in the control of the people concerned. Uh, I think we also need to take cognizance of the fact that places where there are uh, opportunities for children to play, more care, more attention needs to be paid in terms of surveillance, whether it's surveillance cameras, whether there's some kind of child minding, um, some kind of guard or overseeing the facility. Mm-hmm. I think those are things that are, for me, glaring omissions, which, as a society, we need to look at more closely. Because, I mean, the point is, it's, it's the reality is the story of a six-year-old child raped is, or allegedly raped is, is not isolated. We hear this all the time, maybe in different places, different environments, but Indeed. ultimately... The, Indeed, I think and that's you a just serious hit problem, the nail it? on the head. So, it's not an isolated incident, and this is recurrent, and that is what we need to have zero tolerance for. And that is what makes us really irate, angry, and indignant that we are still talking about this today. We shouldn't be talking about incidences like this on children, children who cannot protect themselves, children who cannot fight back or speak out. So so do you think it continues, it recurs, because we actually have, we don't have zero tolerance? You know, you said we we should have zero tolerance. I'm suggesting, is it the case that it continues because we don't have zero tolerance? Well, it's not that we don't have zero tolerance. I think we've become a complacent, complicit society. Every time we hear of an incident, there's this media hype, there's this huge uproar, furore by society, and everybody wants to take action, and there's protesting and all kinds of demands and and, and strong emotive responses. But that soon fades and fizzles, and somehow... We, I think one of the most outstanding attributes that we as community members are demonstrating is that we have short memories. That soon fades our memories and, and we start becoming more relaxed and, 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 of course, we start accepting, oh, we know we're surrounded by violence. That's a kind of norm mm, mm, mm. we seem to assimilate into our repertoire. So I just want to re- read the statement from... Dross, um, and it's been widely circulated, so Dross uh, 
Watermeyer specifically in saying the Dross head office hereby confirms that an incident involving a minor child took place at one of its uh, franchise outlets, namely the Dross Watermeyer situated in Silverton in Pretoria. We hereby wish to confirm as follows. One, we have been in contact with the parents of the child to convey our sympathy and offered our assistance in any form that would or could reasonably be required in a matter of this nature. Two, we have also been in close communications with the owners, management and staff of the said Dross outlet. Three, as this matter is currently under investigation by the South African police and due to the sensitive nature, we are not in a position to comment and or disclose any further information. And fourthly, we hereby appeal to the media and the general public to allow for the SAPS investigation into the sensitive matter to be concluded. Now, that's the statement. Your thoughts, Dr. Uh, Dr. Shahida Omar, about the the social media response and even the mainstream media response, in fact, that, uh, that this, this apology, of course, uh, Dross are not culpable in terms of doing anything, but it, it happened in their space, that many believe the apology has fallen far short of what's expected of an establishment of that nature. Do, do you concur? Indeed. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, you know, if children are, uh, if clients are coming to use the facility, obviously it's implicit that 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 they will be within this confined space and that within this confined space uh, there would be a sense of safety, a sense of security. Obviously this was a false sense of security because the message was implicit that Here's an area for children to play. Children are gone out to play. And the assumption is that a child will be playing in a safe space. Uh, but what protective measures were actually put into place? If one looks at that, one can see that actually none whatsoever were put into place. So that is quite misleading to the general public. And I think uh, Dross uh, probably have realized this. And, and know that this is a huge uh, uh, omission on mm. their side, and and I'm just trying to cover the tracks. But but I mean, uh, yes. one may be fair to say, but I mean, isn't that the job of SAPS? I mean, at, at what stage does a, a restaurant have to put in additional uh, protective measures in a, in a in a in a place of fun and and, and where, where families get together? I mean, this is that this is not a war zone. Why why should they do that? Isn't that the responsibility of other people? No, I think I I would I would disagree with you because we've had this in other franchises, I'm not going to name them, uh, where children were victims of pedophiles playing on the jumping castle and were sexually molested. So if, uh, you know, there's a subliminal message given there, if uh, there's that kind of uh, space or place is created, the message you're giving to parents this is a fun place, like you say. It's fun, come and enjoy. And with enjoyment, it means that your child will be safe. You all have a great time here. The message conveyed is that it's okay. It's, it's fine for everybody to be here, and, and there's no threat. But in the, in, in, if one looks at the reality of the situation, why should SATs be involved in every establishment? Yes, overall, law enforcement agencies need to ensure that law is uh, adhered to abide and comply with and need to ensure that the the legal processes and measures need to be followed through. Uh, but looking at spaces where people are conducting their business and serving clients, uh, 
where does the responsibility and rights begin? We need to look at rights and responsibilities. Well, they... when clients, and when, when clients come in, they have, you know, they have a right to be protected, and it's the responsibility of the uh, business uh, or the service provider to ensure that they will be safe. Well, we so are, I think we we are talking about the the alleged rape of a, of a six-year-old child in a restaurant, and it's alleged at this point in time. My guest is Dr. Shahid Omar from the Teddy Bear Clinic. You can engage with us as well, 891 If you wish to comment on the issues of rights and responsibilities uh, with regards to a, a, a public establishment, I think the issues of whether the, the issue of rape or allegations of rape are right or wrong, there's not even a debate about it. It's absolutely wrong. The question is why does that, uh, that recur? W- what then, Dr. Omar, would, would you have liked Dross to have said in their, in their statement? What more would you have liked to have read in that official statement of theirs? Well, I think, look, one sense that they are they are concerned about what has happened um, and that they had no control over the situation because there weren't sufficient measures put into place to ensure the safety of children. And, of course, uh, looking at the lack of surveillance cameras, because if you have surveillance cameras, one could pick up any, uh, uh, you know, unsavory uh, uh contact with children or whatever. So, you know, I think they're trying to be conciliatory. They're trying to, uh, to to make an effort to reach out to the family, but it's too late and it's too little, unfortunately. Too little, too late, and the damage has already been done. Um, so, you know, and we cannot predict the trajectory or the life mm, trajectory mm. of this young six-year-old. If you ask me, uh, will she get better? It's unpredictable. It's uncertain. How long will it take for her to get better? My response to that is, how long is a piece of string? How many years of therapy will she need? One can never tell. Okay. So and if one looks at her post-traumatic stress disorder and later in life, the impacts it could have, um, you know, there, there are so many possibilities in terms of the traumatic responses. So, you know, I, I think a lot has to be said about the protection of children in public spaces. And as a society, this is certainly a jolt that we need to take cognizance of and act swiftly. Okay, let's, get, let's, get, let's pick up a call. Peterson from uh, Kuruman. Hello, welcome to the show. Yes, uh, you know, I, I do welcome and agree what the, the doctor is saying. But my, 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 my input with regards to this uh, communication is, you know, as a society... Now, <clears throat> the churches, whom are your, your church leaders and your pastors and the likes, what do we see from this community group of religion people? Rather than teaching the society and uh, assisting the, 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 the message about uh, how to behave and how to do things right in, in our lifetimes. Now, you know, I don't know. They are fighting each other, and there are a lot of uh, infights amongst themselves as Christians. The one will be will be wanting to be more famous and uh, more uh, preaching than the other one and the likes. But the most uh, motive behind the church, the concept behind the church is to teach the society, not teaching against another pastor. You know, a church must preach uh, uh, towards the society to 
to reconcile and also the likes and the likes. You know, I don't know how to phrase it. Okay, but, but basically what you're saying, the, ro- the role of, the, of, of churches and faith-based organizations, where, where do they fit in in all of this? I, I, I get that, right, Peterson? Yeah? Thanks, yeah, yeah, Perfect. that's my, that's my right. input. Well, that. thank, thank you for that, uh, Dr. Shahid Omar. Respond to that, the, whatever the, the religious persuasion, but, but the role of, of faith-based organizations uh, uh, with regards to, to violence, sexual violence against children, against adults, and other crimes as well. What, what can you tell us about, what, what's your assessment of that? Well, I think, uh, I think the, the, the caller certainly picked up on what he's speaking to and from what I've understood is that We've lost the spirit of Ubuntu as a society. It's all about pursuing self-interest as well. People wanting to be better than each other, um, aspiring to higher levels of success and measuring more wealth and accumulation of assets as as a measure of being successful. But if we look at the role of faith-based organizations, they have a critical role to play in the lives of many individuals. And often I think that is where it is lost because there's such a great platform to reach out to the communities that come into that congregation around acceptable and unacceptable behaviors, around the fact of, I've mentioned the spirit of Ubuntu, where my child is your child. And Child protection is not just my business or your business. It should be everybody's business. And, you know, one should should be like an ostrich. You actually bury your nose into the ground and make everything that's going on around you your business. So, I mean, if we look at that, it takes a village to raise a child. And if we adopt that, and I think faith-based organizations are in that very strong and favorable position, to reach out to people, to adopt and go back to that uh, spirit of okay. And the question is what? And the question is what do they do next? Something for them to consider, Dr. Shahid Omar. For now, thank you for your time from the Teddy Bear Clinic, talking to you on a day of, of real sadness around uh, news of, of the allegations of a six-year-old child, uh, well, allegedly raped in a family restaurant really bad news let's get more another another take on this from a bongiwe mplonga who's from the concerned young people of south africa bongiwe good chatting to you hello bongiwe you're on the air hello hello can you hear me yes uh is that is it bongiwe okay yes, go okay. ahead bongiwe hello um yes uh, well what i can say is that um when such things come up one i always ask myself mm. what made this person do such a thing and I think we should always ask ourselves that question, um, not in order to excuse him, but I think that when we do that, we, we will be able to find out what we as society um, are doing wrong, um, because I think it is a societal problem mm, that mm, mm. Um, will not maybe be solved just by faith-based organizations alone, because the truth is that not everybody goes to church or not everybody is religious. But I mean, there's, um, two, but, there's maybe two parts of it. One would be the issue of, what motivated that person, right? Yes. And the second is yes. the action. So I'm suggesting what motivated the person may be the long-term insights into people, which sadly is an ongoing discussion we've had for years on end. The other one is whatever that person's motivation may be, 
how do we get to a position where even if that person wants to carry out that, that dastardly deed, we must not be, we must be in a position that it will not happen? What are the checks and balances that we should be putting in place that it will not happen? Um, well, the two things that I was going to um, mention to say that um, maybe they are also part of the root cause of the problem. It's the widespread and free access to pornography. Um, because I think if you look at an average 20-year-old, for example, and browse through their cell phone, um, there's a great percentage chance that you will find a lot of pornographic material um, there. And I think as society, we are undermining or looking down upon the effect of pornography on the human mind. And um, the truth is that it is um, such a problem. And I think a lot of these issues also stem from that so, so um, in, in, what, in what way does the pornography then, then have an impact on someone actually raping a person? Um, well, because, it, uh, for example, or what I can say is that people who watch pornography, for example, um, it, it becomes their lifestyle and it becomes addictive. So it, it um, lives inside their mind um, and it, it takes over them in such a way that they are no longer able to exercise self-restraint. They act out of... Um, I don't know if I should say animality, but it's out of this desire to um, gratify those sensual desires or whatever they've been feeding themselves with. So in such a way that they have eventually have no self-restraint. Um, okay. Now, now the next point, and I'll get to Jay in just a second. Uh, in the light of, of what we've just uncovered today, right, from where you yes. sit as concerned young people of South Africa, what needs to be done now? Because what I'm saying, you know, policing, safety, imprisonment, we've heard those stories before, isn't it? We clearly need something else. Um, yes, definitely something needs to be done because um, it's like the problem is being dealt with maybe on an activism um, side, but I don't know if actually um, a lot is being done um, to make sure that justice is achieved for the victim. So I think um, there has to come a point where um, talking or all this um, anger that we keep on expressing actually materializes and comes to something um, where the law is able to actually be um, strict or uh, um, treat the the, um, the rapists as they should. Because um, I think when a, a person rapes a child, especially, it's worse than murder because you're taking away that childhood they'll never have it again so mm, mm, it should mm. be treated with the same um the same measure or even worse okay let's get a let's get a call jay on the line hi jay hi uh, asha um, uh, good evening to you, everyone good evening asha, the, the fact uh, um they want to find many uh, uh places to point a finger at. i think basically it lies with the uh parents in the upbringing, that's number one, and making sure no matter where your child is, that protection is there at all times. Uh, that's it and done. Now, the t- talk about faith-based uh, organizations should have been playing the major role in it. But as parents, do we make sure that our children are schooled in a faith way, you know, values and discipline? Because as everyone says, it takes a village to bring up a child. But mm, mm, what mm. I see around me, only the adults are going to religious uh, uh, Sunday service. And I question many of the adults, 
why don't you take your children to your religious organization, especially on a Sunday, because that's the only day it's left. But I mean, I, I, I certainly know of many young people who do go to their yes, religious yes. Uh, okay, yes. services. But so we can't say I'm only living, adults go. Where I am living on a constant basis, on a, every Sunday, I see loads and loads of adults are traveling, all dressed up, going to a religious uh, congregation. Where are the kids during the day? In the morning, I see them. When I'm, okay. I'm returning, I see them on the roads and play, playing and just All right. on the field. Okay. Now, where does it leave the children? They are not brought up with these disciplines and values, realizing that the community on the old are disciplined. All right. It is too late when Jay, they let- are done. All right. Realize the wrong and right. Okay, Jay, let's leave it at that. I'll get a response as well. Jay, thanks for that call. Now, the issue of, of the, the parental role, I mean, we've heard that before, but uh, is there something, uh, Bongiwe, that the Jay has said that, that, that strikes a chord here? Um, yes, I think parents do have a responsibility, um, as has been mentioned, as well as preachers. But I think another element that we have to look at is the element of sex education, um, which I can say um, I don't agree with it, that children are um, taught and encouraged to um, explore and experiment on sexual activity at school level because it means that we are normalizing this type of activity um, at school. So we are basically adding fuel to the fire if we're not starting it. So um, parents and preachers can say something or one thing to their children, but what they learn at school is something totally different. Yeah, it's a huge cause for for concern. Before we before we wrap up, therefore, right uh, in the light of what has happened to this child, and I made the point with Dr. Shahid Omar that the reality is that you know that's one child that's now uh, taken over the news waves because of or the airwaves because of what's happened. But the reality is there are there are maybe fifty people that are nameless in the last month that that would have had the same issue, tragically, horrifically so. Right? Uh, is there therefore a another angle that we're not quite looking at that, that you'd like to share with us? Um, what I can say, especially to um, parents, that um, at this day and age we cannot be easily trusting. Um, apparently, eighty more than eighty percent of rapes are committed by people known to the victims. Um, so we're talking about sports coach. Um, school bus drivers, uncles, cousins, teachers, um, neighbors, and even sadly, even fathers. So um, I think we should be um, careful and not just look at the danger as coming from far away, but also be careful um, around us in, uh, in our circle. Okay, that's where we're going to leave it. Thank you for your time. That's uh, Bongiwe Mplongo from the Concerned Young People of South Africa. Before that, we had Dr. Uh, Shahida Omar from the Teddy Bear Clinic. And uh, we'll have a podcast up of this as well tomorrow morning around uh, 9 o'clock.